With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's keep on looking for the light Oh, can't you see the morning after It's waiting right outside the storm Why don't we cross the bridge together And find the place that's safe and warm It's not Welcome to another episode of The Feminine Critique. I'm Emily. And I am Christine. And what do we got going on today, Christine? Uh, we're talking about some things we've watched. Yeah! A nice, a nice wholesome wrap-up show. Good old-fashioned ketchup. <laughs> now, do you spell ketchup with a K or with a C? Catsup. Catsup. Yeah. Do you eat ketchup? <laughs> I feel like that's something that you, that, that, like, that's not a thing for you. No, I don't. I don't. I avoid tomatoes. So oh, man. that's all ketchup is. Yeah, come well, to find it's, out. it's like tomatoes and sugar for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been fancy lately. I do. I have like the gochujang in a in a jar in like a squeeze thing. So it's Ooh. gochujang, like Korean spicy paste, but like with something else so that it's more of a sauce. Um, so usually what I do now is like I'll make if I make burgers or something, I make brownies with ketchup and then I put gochujang on mine and I feel so much better than him. Really elevated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think on that note, that leads us right into <gasps> the first movie that we want to talk about. So for those who don't know, this is a ketchup episode where we just talk about all the stuff we've been watching. And when we last did this, Christine had seen a movie. And I said, ooh, I really want to see that, so don't tell me too much about what you thought, because I want to get back to it when I watch it. And then I watched it, and Christine, what movie is that? Uh, The Menu. The Menu. So what did you think of The Menu? So I watched it almost two months ago. (laughs) And I've been really, I've been doing one or two movies a day this year. look at you. So it's, it's, my brain is just a little full. Fascinating. But I thought it was fine. So we we watched this movie, and it's like a whole thing, because it was like a Monday night or a Tuesday night, and I think maybe Jeopardy hadn't, oh, it was like, I got home early, so it was like before Jeopardy aired, so it was like, oh, we have all this time, and dinner is ready, what should we do? I'm like, hey, let's watch the menu. 
And we watch the movie. And the movie ends. And I turn to my husband and I say, I loved it. He turns to me and he says, I hated it. Uh, In that haughty tone. I I think that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't hate it. Okay. I had I had a lot of problems with it that made me angry, but I think it. We've talked about this before. When I get really angry about something, it's usually because I see potential mm. or something that that was egregious and didn't work, and it didn't have to be that way. In my very uh, lofty opinion, but um, my I believe my husband also hated it. Oh, fascinating. Was it a case, because I can see a case made for this, and I I don't agree with it, but I've seen people say it, and I can totally understand it, where you look at this movie, you look at this cast, you look at the, the, the visual language of it and the possibility of it and think, but you could have done more, or you could have, like, and the movie's probably about an hour 45. Uh, it's the rare case where I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, I wish it was two and a half hours. Yeah, that that is yes, I can I can co-sign that. I I think I'm very curious to hear what what really worked and resonated. For me, it felt uh, very thin and very shallow. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't see like a point. I've seen people kind of uh, have a problem with like I didn't know anybody's motivation. That ain't me. Like I got I knew why everybody was there. Yep, I knew who yep. everybody was. I did not have a problem with that. And now keep in mind, I gave it three stars out of five. Which right. Is so you a didn't lot. dislike it. You just no. felt kind of something was was not there for you. That was there for me. Yeah, I felt like it didn't actually explore, like, the class stuff. I See, for me, I didn't take it so much. And, again, there's a lot of different ways to see it. For me, it was less interesting as a story about class or even food culture as it was a story about art and about being an artist. And what does that mean for an artist is that to be successful means – your art uh, has a price and has an, you know, an audience and reviewers and everything else. But that ultimately, if you were good at painting, if you were good at singing, if you were good at anything like that, the only, the only audience that can afford you, the the more successful you get and the more respected you get, the farther away from humanity like your art is in a way mm-hmm. so I kind of took it more as as that as like food being a good vessel for that because it also makes it like a bigger I think um like analogy in different ways that like Ray Fines just you know his love was food and cooking but in order to be successful you just have to keep going up this ladder that you don't want to go but where else do you go and I thought it was it, he. He is aware that he is the problem as well. Um, that it wasn't just a oh the rich are bad. It's the rich don't deserve my art, but I have put myself in this own position where I'm only making art for the rich. And and I think and, and I I wish I got that as, mm. as strongly as as you did as I know that it was there like mm-hmm. I. I did pick up on all that, but for for me, it didn't actually execute anything with those ideas. Mm. Like it was like it was like the framework that the movie was put on, but then it didn't like take a stance or Fair. really like tell me it. Like it didn't help me explore that idea. It just like presented that idea, mm-hmm. I guess, which is why I, I said it was shallow. Again, yeah. th- three stars. I gave it three yeah. stars. It's just and and there was the little thing um, about. 
uh, with Anya Taylor Joy's character that she, you know, is is a sex worker and essentially mm-hmm. is manual labor. She's physical labor. Right. And that, you know, that is seen as like, well, you're one of us, not one of them. And I and I appreciated that stuff but then again that didn't really go anywhere or do anything i just didn't and i and i get like oh anya taylor joy is like the regular she's the average joe and i have her and she wants a cheeseburger like i get mm-hmm. all of that i just maybe i need to rewatch it i would rewatch this mm-hmm. because i thought the performances were, were were good she was really great and i think yeah. nicole is a is an amazing asshole so and the like there were little things about it, and I know a lot of people had problems with the um, like your I guess what group of twelve, like the actual diners being very lightly defined. For me, that yeah. was fine because I got it. Like okay, finance bros oh, and, sure. and this and that. But I also like something I loved. If you go back and rewatch it, just watch Judith Light in that performance because she to me is giving. Like she, like she has like a, a very thin character on paper, as most of this movie is, and I, I think it almost works. Like I could have seen this as a play first. I feel like it, mm-hmm. it would work that way, but that she just every time you like catch her somewhere, I feel like she knows exactly what she's doing. Like she is there, and she is doing so much with her face and her body, and like, and the movie doesn't give her any time because it's not about her mm-hmm. um but just like little things like that that i really thought elevated it sort of outside of just kind of it being this wacky concept and i found it very funny i, I laughed a lot um it just and it felt like there was a, there's other movies i can kind of like draw lines to as far as like some similar things it's doing but for me it just felt so fresh and new and not like something else that i'd seen hmm. yeah I, i'd be curious to look at it again i de- I, I definitely don't understand like the really negative takes on it because like you said it, it is taking risks and trying yeah. things which is exciting mm-hmm. even if it was completely unsuccessful i think is exciting enough to warrant looking at it you know yeah. um and i'm just i'm curious to see you know what maybe this ushers in a new kind of narrative maybe we get a a different style of filmmaking because it was a uniquely told and it was that thing yeah. that I know you love that one night like mm-hmm. Tra- boom, traps in, in a yeah. with strangers and this is where we're going and yeah, yeah. Uh, I think on the a, a good segue from there another movie that does try something different and I fully respect that it does did you see Skinnerink not yet no okay. I'm I'm too afraid of it to be honest with you. I've heard people say it's really triggering. <laughs> um. Oh man. I, okay. I I won't say much more because I would like. I don't want to sway you in any way. Um. Because it is, I think, going to be a very personal experience for anybody that watches it. Hmm. I think you are going to come away thinking this is doing something that I've never seen done, and it it maybe it did trigger something in you. Or you're going to come away thinking, oh, boy, I never fall asleep during movies, and I actually <gasps> fell asleep during this one. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it, that's so interesting. So I think a lot of it for me is going to have to do with my headspace. Yeah. And, like, I, I, have, I haven't been in the best headspace this sure. week, so it wasn't, wasn't a good choice. But I just, I obviously, we'll probably talk about it, because I will see it. Like, it's on mm-hmm. my very short list. But did you... 
can you give me a hint as to how you felt? So I, um, I have t- actually th- this will follow a trend. I have one other movie like this where oh, I, I had some wait. I had some dental work this this quarter. I had a, a root canal. Um, it was awful. It was terrible. I cry. It's all. I, I'm such a baby. Like, terrible. I have a really high pain threshold, except for when it comes to my mouth. Yep. And uh, I came home not from the root canal, but from the second dentist trip and I thought I only had I thought that was the easy one I thought like okay they did the hard stuff now I go in and they just put in the cap and I'm done but instead I go in and it's another hour of them making the mold and it was it was awful and I come home and I have a headache because I've had drilling Mm -hmm. and I smell the soldering they do in your mouth when they do these things so I came home and it was early and it was like a Tuesday and I'm thinking okay I can't work I'm I don't have the headspace to to work right now it's early I'm home alone. I'm going to pull the shades down. I am going to, I have time now. I am going to plug my earbuds into my Roku remote so the sound is right at me and I'm going to watch Skinamarink. Because I know I have to watch it in one shot. I know I have to watch Mm -hmm. it in the right conditions. These should be the perfect conditions. 50 minutes in, I fell asleep. I actually paused it. And just was like, oh, I'm just going to stretch a little. And then I opened my eyes and an hour had gone by and I fell asleep. Um, this did not work for me. I respect it. I'm very happy for its success because I think, now I don't want movies to copy its style because for me that would be painful. But I, I, I fear that that's going to happen. Same. Though. Oh, of course. I mean, look yeah. at, like, that's what happens when any new horror yep. style comes out is, oh, you, you like shaky cam, so we'll do shaky cam. No, no, no. That's please it. Shaky that's cam. all we're going to get. No, no, that's, <laughs> it. that's not it. Um, but just the very idea of this movie, the idea of how it's constructed, what it is trying to do, and again, I think it's very subjective, and if it works for somebody, I envy them, and I think that's amazing, and I respect what was attempted and what the goal was and clearly it did work for a lot of people so that's great for me this uh just was once i knew it wasn't working for me it was very oh god really another 45 minutes of it so yeah yeah i get that i i have a follow-up did and i don't believe that these movies are the same or linked or that similar but i have seen people compare skin and marink Two, we're all going to the World's Fair. Which have I haven't seen, seen yet. That? No, okay. I'm going to watch it um, probably next week. I have a whole plan because my husband's going away. And I realize, like, oh, God, my usual, like, night routine is totally in flux. And what do I do? So I'm like, okay, let me make a list of movies that I will Smart. watch that week. So that's going to be one of them. So I, I am, because I loved that movie. Like, okay. I felt extremely connected and moved. And it, it was very much, like, a, a, a vibe, a journey. Yeah. Uh, and then and I was into it but I, I've not been coy about this I often do get high and watch movies mm-hmm. so I think that does have something to do with m- my level of enjoyment like I can kind of get to a place where I can just be with something and and, and then yeah. after I'm like oh that was a nice experience and I don't know if I would necessarily feel that way if I hadn't been in that sure. mindset so We'll see. I'm very curious. Yeah, but also I'm very scared. I'm wildly curious for you because that was what I wanted. Like I wanted mm-hmm. to, and I thought I was in the right space for it because it was like I I had a physically traumatizing day. Yep. I am home. I am in my recliner. My cat is right here. The lights are off. 
I, I have my headphones in my ears. Like I never do that, but it was one of those cases where I'm like, no, I want, I want to hear everything. I'm not going to turn the subtitles on because I don't want to be distracted. Like I want to experience this. And maybe I was too much. Maybe I was like trying too hard for it, but it was just one of those things. And since I have watched it, I have seen some like uh, kind of analysis of what it's actually saying and maybe what it's exploring. And once I saw that, I was like, oh, that that does make it more interesting. And again, it's something my brain wouldn't go there just because that is not my experience that I would pull when watching a movie. But I could see where, oh, if if you're thinking that when you're watching this movie, I could see how this could be really upsetting and really like you are suddenly are there, which I think is what it's trying to do. Yeah. I mean, it is there is literally no char- character in front of you. You are the eyes of this movie interesting okay i I can't uh, wait for you to watch it now even though i didn't like it i really can't wait for you to see it i'll i'll i will prioritize it okay Uh, okay but next time we speak i will have seen it good 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 good. all right so what what do you got i i I can keep going but let me hear some of yours so what are we are we do you want to go by genre let's go by genre let's stay in horror Okay, so for me, my first uh, real horror film that I would like to talk about is uh, Sick. I, too, watched Sick. Uh Uh-huh. I didn't like it very much. Me, (laughs) too! Yes, okay! I was worried. I didn't want to be like, I didn't like it. Because I I could not tell if you would like this or not. I I figured you'd watched it, just because of the Mm -hmm. Kevin Williamson thing. Yep. Um... Yeah, tell me. So Sick is on Peacock, for those who don't know. It is a slasher. It is a COVID slasher uh, in -hmm. more ways than one. And it's not really a spoiler because it's kind of clear. And then it goes places that are just, to me, stupid. And don't make any sense. And do not make sense if you have a calendar and if you are trying to watch this with a, like, oh, so if this happened then, then this happened. Wait, no. Like, it doesn't make sense, right? It, it. So I think, um, you know, I'm going to bang the same drum. I think that for me, one of the biggest flaws of this movie was that it was entirely forgettable. Mm-hmm. I I never cared enough. Did to not get... care about these characters in the least. I never cared enough to care about the world that they lived in. Yep. Like, I don't, I don't, I got what, it was very clear what the movie was trying to do. Like, obviously. And I don't necessarily, and maybe, maybe you did, but I don't necessarily have a problem with that. If you want to address, like, a certain part of, of covid and the lockdown mm-hmm. and what it did uh, to people and what it yeah. maybe where it took their actions and brains because i kind of think glass onion did that yes you know but that's so but, but yeah I, if we if we want to do that if that's going to be a genre of movies directly addressing that p- period in time i'm fine with that. I, that that's not my problem with this movie and i've seen a lot of people say like i don't want to see something about like mm-hmm. no, no no i'm fine with that i'm Go fine ahead. with it but first of all understand how it worked for sure because, like you're not making salient points if it's not a reflection of real life like uh, and again not to spoil anything i won't say what happens but there is a timeline on when an action happens off screen and when a COVID test, which was not available in April uh, of 2020 to everybody, um, the results of that do not add up. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just, it feels, it felt rushed and like, yeah. And it's short, sloppy. which I guess people yeah. liked and normally I do like, but it also meant that I, I don't like, 
oh, it's over. Okay, good. I'm done. And we didn't we didn't actually do anything, right? No. Like I don't feel like anything got accomplished. No. It was very frivolous and throwaway. And I don't when I think of like Kevin Williamson, I think of that in like a good way. Like mm-hmm. I want a fun fun frivolity from my yeah. slasher movie. Not like what's the point? Like I'm tapping my toes. Like what's what are we doing here? Yeah. What, What's the point of this? Right. How many people do we have on screen? So I don't have enough that I'm going to have exciting uh, death scenes or action scenes. And I don't particularly find anybody charming or interesting. I don't Mm -hmm. know who's the good guy or bad guy. And I really don't care. There it is. Right. You didn't care. Like, I I, I was very disappointed. And I, I still I still gave it like two stars, I think, when I rated it, because it it did some Williamson shit, and yeah, it did, it's not it, inept. It's, it's it's not unwatchable. It's just a dis- below really average. Disappointing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, especially with like the kind of pedigree that is attached. Completely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I have more horror. Do you want me to keep going, or yeah. do you want to throw? I, one I have more horror too, but throw one at me. Okay, so I watched a movie called The Devil Below. The Devil Below. I don't know the Devil Below. A group of four amateur adventurers who specialize in exploring remote and forsaken places pay a visit to Shookham Hills, a town in the remote Appalachian Mountains, which was abandoned decades ago due to a mysterious coal mine fire. Okay, all of these things are so Emily's jam, so is this movie my jam? You should watch it. Okay, where is it? Where is it? Do you know? I we we definitely streamed it. I okay. don't remember. I know I had my letterbox hooked up to tell me like where things are, mm-hmm. but sometimes I can't figure out. Oh, Amazon. Oh, per- watch- oh, Amazon Prime horror is always my favorite horror because it's movies that are like decently made but very cheap and nobody has ever heard of any it's, of them. It's so funny that you say all this because the only reason I'm bringing it up is to to see if you'd watched it and to kind of yeah. soft recommend it to you. <laughs> I I didn't like it. And okay. my review of it, it was is it was almost a real movie, um, <laughs> like it. But I know that you are a little bit more forgiving than I am of like lower kind of scrappy budget like yep. stuff. So so I thought maybe you would get something out of it. Mm-hmm. That's okay. why I'm throwing it out there. I didn't really enjoy. I appreciate that. Uh, I have so, I have yeah. a few Amazon movies of that of that ilk. Um, so one is one that I. Okay, another thing that I love, uh, or not love, but, like, something that I'm weirdly drawn to being a completist on is that post-Saw boom of movies where a bunch of strangers wake up in a room, they don't know why they're there, but it's mm-hmm, they did, mm-hmm. they've done something terrible and somebody wants to kill them all in creative ways. So this is essentially that. Uh, it is called House of Nine. It is on Amazon Prime. Of course it is. I'd never heard of it, and I'm watching it and didn't realize until, like, I did some math that it was like 2008 or or 2005, something like that. And I'm like, oh, duh, of course it is. But it just took me way too long to figure that out. Uh, mostly because I'd never heard of it. And it's weird that I had never heard of a post-Saw horror movie about people locked in a house starring Dennis Hopper. Oh, weird. I've yeah. never heard of it either. Yeah, so Dennis Hopper is there. He is one of the nine who have been kidnapped And something I love about this movie is it does the thing in the very beginning where a bunch of people wake up, they don't know why they're in this mansion, Mm -hmm. and they have no, you know, and a speaker comes on and says, "Uh, yeah, there's nine of you, you don't know each other, Um, don't try to figure it out, there's no secret to why you're all here, I wanted 
nine of you here. Uh, I play a game. Whoever whoever survives, the last person living in this house wins a million dollars. That's it. Goodbye. (laughs) And it's that. Like, it really isn't. There's no, like, oh, wait a minute. I knew you from this. Or we both killed that person and covered it up. Like, Mm -hmm. no, no. No, it's just nine total random strangers all in a house. And it is a pretty decent cast. Like, there's a few people in there that you're like, I know that person. I know that person. Where they've gone on to have careers. So the acting is a little better than a lot of these other types of movies. Mm -hmm. Um it is turns very quickly into random people shouting at each other. There's like more than one m- montage. <laughs> Why not? Uh, it is not not good, but again, in comparison to most of the other, a bunch of strangers wake up in a house together and only one of them can live in that subgenre. It's better than average. I also enjoy that mm-hmm. genre, so that does sound interesting. I was also going to use this as an opportunity to, again, soft recommend something, but it uh, it does not seem like it is streaming anywhere. It is a season of television from 2010 called Persons Unknown that is about a bunch of people waking up in a deserted town. Ooh, my jam. I I think about it maybe twice a month, three times a month, but it's not streaming anywhere, so never mind. But But maybe I can get the Netflix disc. Yeah, it's that same premise because I, too, enjoy that premise quite a bit. Oh, and they're all really attractive. I'm, I'm, they're, Christopher McQuarrie, he's a guy. What did he they're do? They're people you recognize. Oh, Chadwick Boseman? It's people you recognize. Jason Wiles, who I'll never forgive for getting Kelly, Kelly Taylor hooked on cocaine in season six of Beverly Hills 90210. So, like, yeah, it's really good to explore these things that we enjoy because sometimes it jogs my memory on <laughs> other stuff. This cast is insane. It, I really loved this show. I've watched it twice. It was one now. season? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, I'll find it, it. And it wraps up, the season wraps up while leaving it open for a second one. So it is kind of crappy that it was just one season, but I do feel like you get some kind of closure. It's still satisfying. End. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. good. All right. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll throw another Amazon Prime. This one was, mm-hmm. was not as good, but it had a good idea at its core. Uh, today I watched As the Village Sleeps. Oh. Uh, so this is um, a bunch of very boring, some some kind of attractive, but not all of them are that attractive. Not to be petty, but if I'm watching a horror movie about hot young people, I'd like them to be hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, As the Village Sleeps, it is set on a Chumash reservation, and most of our actors are white, so that's great. Uh, it is, so these young people are just terrible young people and such. And they're playing a game of werewolf, like the card game werewolf or mafia, like, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. the variation of that card game. And then they all get drunk and they all fall asleep and they wake up and one of them is missing. And they figure out that because more start go missing and that basically like the game is still being played and like clearly one of them must be a werewolf, but we never see them be a werewolf. But yet the people that were victims are disappearing. Conceptually, this is a really like cool way of doing a low-budget horror film because it actually doesn't show you anything. Uh, There is, like, a quick picture where there are, like, glowing eyes in it. There's, you know, a sound effect. There's suddenly somebody disappears as you hear, like, a scratch. But they never actually show any horror. I don't think there's even, like... there's There's a bear trap. A guy gets stuck in a bear trap. But it's, like, impressive with how little they actually put on screen and managed to make a horror movie out of just this idea. 
the problem is it's just again kind of like sick the characters aren't interesting Mm. the actors are not inept but they're not finding anything there to make me interested in watching them Mm -hmm. they're all very stupid they're all the epitome of like just partying teens being assholes and you could tell they're assholes like so there's kind of nothing there but there's a I really respect the idea of making this horror movie and then realizing, oh shit, we can't actually show anything. That's okay. We have a way around it. So make of that what you will. Uh, I like ingenuity. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's definitely there. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. You got, you got more horror? I I have I have something something interesting. Ooh. I have a uh, a John Carpenter movie I had never seen oh before. My. Which would be someone's watching me, exclamation point. That is like early, early Carpenter, right? Seventy-eight. Wow. The internet okay. tells me. Nice. Um, I had never seen it before. I don't know where we watched it. We might have just rented it because mm-hmm. um, it looks like it's available to like rent through Apple and all that right, junk. Right. But it, it it was amazing. It was probably the best nice. one of the best movies I've seen this year so far. Like, I uh, it blew my mind. So it's Lauren Hutton, Adrian Barbeau, oh, wow, um, other nice. people. But that's what's important. Was it um, made for TV or was it theatrical? Yes. Okay. It was made for TV. And it feels like a made for TV mm-hmm. movie, but like in a in a good way, not like in a like I'm, a made for TV movie in the 70s is very different from when we say that today. It, it's very true. And it, it it's so ambitious and it's so interesting and it it does a lot of interesting stuff with like voyeurism and in the, and thus it is mildly Hitchcockian because it was very difficult to to tackle voyeurism and looking in people's apartments yeah. without appearing Hitchcockian. Yeah, yeah. Um it, I loved it. It was amazing. I will watch it regularly now. Oh, nice. I can't say enough good things about it. If you, It might be one of my favorite John Carpenter things, wow. too. It just does so much right, and it's so interesting, and the Lauren Hutton character is so good. So, Ooh. Oh, fantastic. I recommend if you can find it. Yeah, I, I've always, I knew the title as soon as you said it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can, I can like, picture different poster art for it, um, but it has never crossed my radar, so I will look out for it. It reminded me a lot of Eyes of Laura Mars. Like, if nice. you wanted to do a double feature mm-hmm. for some reason mm-hmm. of this, great. Okay, very nice. Um, okay, I have one more that was on Amazon Prime. And this was a delight. I feel like you might have seen it. Uh, 2019, I think. Bit. I have not seen that yet. But you have heard of it. You know I of know, it. I know of it, yes. Yeah, I had not. It showed up somewhere. I think somebody, some article like a list of like best new horror comedies mm-hmm. and it, it i guess it's a horror comedy i mean it, it's i think it's more a horror film that has a lot of humor to it mm-hmm. it is a vampire story it is a lesbian vampire story um i actually what's interesting going into this movie i knew nothing about it other than you know i'd seen it again show up on lists and i was not familiar with the lead actress so i didn't catch this until like i'm halfway through the movie and then i um like pulled it out because I'm like somebody's familiar let me see who they are and then I see like a description of the movie that I had been watching for half of it at this point and I see the description being uh a trans girl goes to LA and and joins a vampire cult or whatever it is and I'm watching I'm like but did I uh, they is that a spoiler like and then I realized like oh no this is just a movie where the lead both the lead actress and character is trans but it's actually never said in the movie 
it's, it's just, not addressed directly. It's not yeah. addressed directly, but then immediately I'm like, oh, that actually makes perfect sense. Like, they've talked around things um, where, you know, you say, like, oh, I wonder if they're going to go more into whatever they say, like, oh, she's had a rough year. We don't know what that rough year was. Oh, okay, okay, this all makes perfect sense. Um, but it is really refreshing, and then I read, like, there was an interview with the director. It's a male director who basically said, like, he, he's a writer-director. He said, like, I wanted to... to tell a horror movie about characters that are not usually the leads in movies and I wanted to be really sensitive and careful about it and I you know made sure I had the right people on my team and a female director of photography and like all this stuff um and it feels first of all it's really entertaining it's very short um it's a really cool vampire gang and like the lead actress who's like the head vampire is just like really cool like you know like you watch a movie and you just like don't feel good because you're like oh if if I like met you you would look at me and then like look away like you, yeah. you wouldn't find me cool enough to hang out with you but you're really cool and I would want to do everything I could to impress you like I felt that a lot yep. watching this um but it's it's just it's good it's uh do it does some fun twists on vampirism that you haven't really seen before oh, interesting. uh it's it understands how much it can and can't do so it is clearly fairly low budget and so it's mm-hmm. not overly ambitious um mm-hmm. you know the effects aren't anything special but it's not about that it's very much just a character piece and i had a really good time with it I, I will bump it up my list because I've wanted to watch it and, and I think that you just told me everything I need to know. You're good. So I, I will look at it. I'm always cautious sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I just feel like I don't know if I want to take a risk sure. right now. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna prioritize it. Good, good. Cool. And it's still on Amazon you said? It is on Amazon Prime. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, may we pause for a second? We may pause for a second. <laughs> I I have to get some water. Then I'll go get some water. Now, back and properly hydrated, uh, give me another one you've watched. Um, did we talk about Megan? I haven't watched Megan yet. I'm going to watch that also next week. Okay. So, we'll talk about Megan Megan at a later date. Can you, can you give me a rough, like, where is your thumb, where, where, which way it's wiggling? Oh, I liked it. I think I, I've heard things about the unrated. Mm-hmm. that Not that it necessarily adds a ton in, but that it kind of rounds it out nicely. Okay. So I'm looking forward to revisiting that to see if maybe if uh, if maybe I like it even more. Now, are both on Peacock, do you know? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Because I'm wondering, do I start with the unrated? Maybe. The unrated, I, I think, just hit, like, this past Friday. Okay. Like, just happened. So, okay. I, I don't know, maybe start with the unrated? Yeah, I, if, if I had the option now, I would have done that. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Um, all right. So another movie that I that is also about friendship and uh, uh, the sensitive age of being a teen girl or a tween girl. So this is like one of the movies where so we're doing this episode today, um, fairly close to the last time we recorded, because I was like, I don't have a giant list of movies, but I have several movies that I really, really, really want to talk to Christine about. Ooh, and this is fun. one because this was a movie you recommended and it was on Shutter. And I'm like, okay, let me sit down and watch Christine's recommendation of Sissy. Oh, yeah. I liked Sissy. I loved Sissy. Oh, I'm glad you loved it. It's yeah. it's like um fun and different and stuff, right? It 
it has an energy about it and it's like this weird thing to qual- quantify i guess that i've started to notice about movies where um and i think part of it like too is like generationally when you're watching something you know it's made by somebody who is technically like in another generation than you are mm-hmm. and there is something about it that you're like really drawn to and you're feeling this like buzz about it that's working for you even if it's not like directly talking to you or your experiences um and this i just loved it uh this is a you know um and i'm not always the target audience for influencer stories i know Mm -hmm. you like kind of are kind of a sucker for them for me they can work or they can be um kind of cloying And in this case, I thought this movie has something to say about it that I haven't seen said about it before, where you have your main character who is a successful influencer and quick, fairly quickly in the movie, she has to defend that. And you as an audience, what I found so interesting for me being somebody who has no real relationship to influencer culture and... At this point, I have now spent like a half hour with this person who I really care about, who is just seems very vulnerable and is a really likable actress. And I am I've seen her, you know, how she gets to where she is and I am on her side. And, uh, you know, another character is saying like, wait, so you're kind of acting like a therapist, but you're not a therapist. Isn't that that's fucked up. And I'm sitting there on the other side thinking no, but she's helped, like, she is helping people. Like, suddenly I realized how on this woman's side I was Mm -hmm. and how important it is at that moment because right after that, things start to go a little crazy. And it's kind of the exact, again, opposite of what we're saying about something like Sick, where I don't care what happens to anybody because they're all kind of meaningless characters to me who aren't working for me. Whereas in Sissy, I was so invested in this character that I was like, holding my breath and wanting fairly innocent people to die because I was on her side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it definitely, um, it definitely is, is is like a character piece, but like really successful and like kind of exploring should, should I like this person or like, are these criticisms right? Or, and then, and then when things start to not go well for her, it, this empathy response kicks in like like of course she's reacting this way of course right, this right. Is all you happening. made her do this it's all your fault <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It, and it, it, it's it's fun to experience that and yeah. it, it seems rare because you would think that in lower budget things specifically that that's a I'm I obviously I'm oversimplifying but that's an easy thing to do like <laughs> making it your characters be some people that your audience wants to be with is free essentially like again oversimplification but like it seems to be a thing that we're not capitalizing on maybe as much as we could in 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 some lower budget films it's what is it what what do they say save the cat right have your character show me that i should care about them yeah and the easiest thing to do is like yeah have them you know uh carefully escort the spider out of the room and not smash it with their hand like and yet, you know, have them be really nice to a waiter. Have them yeah. help an old lady across the street. I don't know. It doesn't take much to to do that. And something like Sick, I think, is just the prime example of, like, you've decided I'm watching a movie about these two characters. Why? I could, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to spend 10 minutes with them, let alone spend a night hoping that they escape 
murderers. Like, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. And with Sissy, it's not that she's a great person. It's not that we see her do amazing things. It's just this combination of just how this story is told and how we are kind of put into her state of mind that we just we're in her like in her head and in her heart and we understand Mm -hmm. why she is so sensitive about some of these things um and like i was like wincing when characters called her sissy i'm like no her name is cecilia yeah (laughs) there's an art to it yeah, it definitely does a lot of things really right. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that you I'm glad that you liked it. Um, I I think more people I wish more people would watch it. Same, it's, same. It's it's funny too to think of it like in comparison, sort of to what was it? Dead? Not dead? Deadstream? Was that it? That is the name of a film. Yeah. yeah. Like, because they're, they're not, like, but they'd be a good, like, they're a good double feature in some ways. I agree. And they're also, both of them, I think, are a husband and wife, or not husband and wife, but, like, a two-person writer-director team, mm-hmm. male and female. Like, there's something interesting about that, that, like, they're telling different stories, and in Deadstream, the character, like, you kind of do want to watch him suffer because he's an asshole, but he's charming to where you want to spend time with him still. It, um, yeah. 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 I think I think a lot of it and I hope this is true, but I think a lot of it is is maybe younger people understanding what makes someone compelling to watch yeah. because we have so many like YouTube personalities, yep. uh, people TikTok stars, like understanding what makes a regular human compelling instead of just putting Chris Evans in a role. You you yeah. know like like which I'm not saying he's not compelling, but like I think there is room for for more interesting movies without big names attached to them. And that does seem to be happening a lot in, like, the indie horror space. It, it's a great point because, and again, like, I know I sound like grandma talking about influencers because I really don't understand it as a culture. Like, yeah. I, you know, I have Instagram, so I know that there are people that I suddenly follow because I have liked enough of their dog videos that now I'm like, oh, yeah, this person has a new video about her boxer. Like, it's great. But I know that there are, it's a whole different kind of language, celebrity language to other people that actively engage in it. And it's not that the person doing it is like always the the funniest or the prettiest or the anything. Like, it's just there is something about this personality who has figured out a way to sell themselves on, on camera the way they do it. And it connects to people. Yep. And it's the same thing of like why somebody is a movie star and somebody else who's a great actor isn't a movie star. There's that thing that some people have. And it, it, it's, yeah, it is really interesting to see it kind of like this new generation sort of find that, I guess. Yeah, it's it's, it's exciting. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah I, wa- I want to watch Deadstream now. Okay. Uh, also, I am pretty sure, and I cannot, I've not gotten to like look hard enough to find this but i my have a theory that um the there are a lot of visual references to another australian movie um that is on shutter called celia which i think i've told you about mm-hmm. which is fantastic it is on the woodlands dark and deep uh documentary so it's kind of considered um folk horror but kind of not but it is um so it, it's wonderful but really like heart-wrenching because it's about like a 10 year old girl in australia but there's like a few things where the fact that it's Cecilia and Celia, but also the way the um, not not Cecilia, but the other character, who I think Hannah or Emily, whatever the character's name is, um, the way she is like costumed as a child looks exactly like 
Celia the poster and like the way she is. So I th- and that's also an Australian movie, also directed by a woman. So like I I, I need to f- go deeper in that hole, but I think it was references to that movie. So interesting. Be happy. Yeah, and you should watch the movie, even though it's really heartbreaking. And I don't know that I want to tell anybody to watch it. But it's so good, but I don't ever want to watch it again. But everybody should watch it. So. I have filed away that it's good. So yeah. I, I know if I'm ever really feeling like I want to go through an emotional journey, <laughs> that, that yeah. one's available. Well, it. And I'll steal the next movie because it's another movie that is kind of in the same realm, also on Shudder, also a female director, also about teenage girls. And um, it's one you recommended. I don't know if you figured out what it is yet. No. Uh, there's also a John Carpenter connection. I when, when you started describing it, I was like, huh, I wonder if I've seen this. You have. Flashback. <laughs> oh, yes! Uh-huh. It's so good, right? It's so good. And... I watched Slashback and Sissy fairly close together. Mm. And then one other movie that I'll get to in a little bit. And it was a whole lot of heavy hitting reminders of friendships at the age of like 12 to 14. Mm-hmm. And how hard it is to be a girl at that age. Mm-hmm. Because you are so insecure and yet also so hungry like you're hungry for approval you're hungry for boys attention or like all these other things but you also like the the only people you have power over are like your other friends and nobody is meaner to you than your best friend when you were 13 yeah and like slashback for me which is a it's charming it, I, I love the the concept of it. I love the execution of it. Like, yes, you can clearly tell that it was made for $10, and that's okay. Um, there's so much about it that's so good. But I also found it, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it was hurting me because that one girl who's, like, the little badass who's, like, I, I love my town. I, I love where I live. Yeah. I, this is great. I'm going to go hunting. I'm going to go kill that alien bear. Um and the way her friends were so mean to her was so <laughs> upsetting to me. Uh, yeah, the 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 littlest tiniest girl. Yeah, the, not the, the littlest little... tiniest one. The one oh. who actually in the very beginning, she's the one that's like fake selling a cell phone to her. Yeah, the the badass is amazing. The little tiny sister. Oh, yeah. I had such. I just wanted to take her out of the movie. Yeah, I just want to say, scoop her up. Be like, no, 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 you go play over here now. You're over here, and now I'm going to watch this. <laughs> yes, but yes. everybody's okay, and I, I think very early on, I, I did know that I was safe with mm, this yeah. experience. Like, I didn't feel like any of these girls were going to get like hurt or terrorized Good, or yeah. like mistreated, which was great, and and is is a reason why I avoid certain things because yeah. like I don't want to see because you can. You can ha- you can stack your cast with with like fantastic, wonderful, young, diverse talent, and then still treat them like garbage yes. within your narrative. I don't want to see that. No, no, no. So Sometimes the, I do, maybe, but most of the time, I'm I'm kind of with especially with women and girls at this point. I'm yeah. kind of okay with it. But like this, this I felt was very safe from the beginning, and it does so many interesting things. Yeah. But yeah, it feels so familiar, mm-hmm. which is such a interesting like balance to strike like this feels fresh but also i know what it's doing right you know well it's smart in that way where i think it understands that it's not it doesn't have probably the budget and time to reinvent 
the story wheel, if you will. Yeah. So instead, it kind of says, like, you've seen the thing. So you know what's happening. Go with that. And we're going to focus on these characters you have never seen get a movie. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I I love uh, just the idea of here's this story that you've seen a hundred times, but told in a way or from from a character point of view that they don't give movies to and i yeah. and the soundtrack is amazing yep it's it's really really strong i yeah. think I, I wish it had made a bigger splash but Same. it's tough when we have the, the amount of stuff coming out I know. At, at, at the clip it is like it's tough to keep up with stuff yeah yeah it is all right give me another one so i this this again feels like it might be up your alley i watched a movie called deborah and it is about a like a home automation device that allows you to skip in time like to go back in time and it uh is starring deborah ann wall and sophia bush love her i know and she's and good because i cannot otherwise look up this movie in imdb because if i type deborah all i get is actresses named deborah so that's very convenient It's also spelled like Deborah. Deborah, that, yeah. Oh no, I typed that. That was my first instinct of how to type it, and still, it it um. I thought this was very fun and interesting, and very low budget, but very smart about the way it did things. I also think I think we rented this one too. I was just looking up. Okay. Um, Sophia Bush is really good in it she's really fun to watch deborah ann wall is really fun to watch i don't know i i'm a, there's that there was that margo movie that was about like the like the home automation gone wrong like the right which i did AI. not see but i remember you kind of mixed on it right i yeah i i'm enjoying this this kind of exploration sure. of the genre i like this weird sentient automation and this one is more about like we've been given the technology and we immediately do bad things with it. Right. It's less about like the automation itself is bad. It's just, it's more about how we use it. Okay. So I thought that was really interesting. I, I, I definitely think it was worth watching, but it's got that, like that low budge single, single location kind of thing. And I, I don't know. I, if I, it, that doesn't bother me. I, I, I can get through that. If it shows up street, like if I see it on yeah. Tubi in like a month, I'll remind you that it's there. Yes, yeah. Deborah Ann Wool is one of those uh, actors who I cast a lot when I read. When I'm reading mm-hmm. a book, and if there is an act, like if the character is like somewhere in that age range, I find her like just a really good like face to have when I'm reading yeah. something because I think she is very. Um, she has a, like she taps into something very like in- internal, I guess. When mm-hmm. uh, in the performances I've seen her give, so nice, cool. All right. Um, let me see. I don't have anything about home automation. Oh, but I do have a movie about a doll. It's, okay. it's called The Doll. Oh, I, what's it about? A it's doll? about a doll. <laughs> it is the, oh shit, I think it's Indonesia or the Philippines. It, oh, I think I might actually know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it is a series of movies. There's There are at least yep. three of them or four of them. They are on Netflix. Um, and Netflix is not really the place to find horror that much anymore like it just mm-hmm. it doesn't go there it goes other places um but i was trying to find some killer doll movies it had been a while and i see this one i'm like all right there's like five of them so let's see maybe if it's any good then i know at least i have more in the series and this is essentially annabelle 
like it's it's the same like where it's like the doll doesn't really do anything it's mm-hmm. the doll is the vessel that is housing the spirit that blah 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 and i'll say um one again very um uh surface thing is that the two lead actors are very attractive and it makes you like want to watch them do stuff like mm-hmm. they're fine but they're like oh they're really pretty uh and this was like for a while i'm like this is all right it's good you know it's, it's not doing much for me because i want my killer doll to be a killer doll not just to be the representation of a killer doll but then it has a really good twist that i did not see coming and it really changed it and took it into like oh no this is a horror movie like because i think that's the problem i have with a lot of annabelle inspired movies is that their whole thing is like we don't even have to make the doll move it's just we'll you know throw scary sounds at you when we have a movie but this actually goes pretty dark um has a good surprise and i enjoyed it and i will continue on with the series Ooh, okay yeah all right uh netflix you said right that was netflix yeah and again there's at least three or four of them I'm, I know that I've seen it because I, I know that this this franchise you're talking about. Yeah, Sabrina, <laughs> I think, is one of the entries. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It, and it was, it, I've always piqued my interest, but um, I, I am very hit or miss on that genre, <laughs> the, 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 the doll genre. I got so. it. And again, I would go into it thinking less of a killer doll because, again, the doll doesn't do anything. It's Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and more of just a sort of haunting, I guess, a better way okay. of looking at it. All right. Yeah. Huh. I think I might have Netflix for another couple days. All right. So. There you go. <laughs> uh, I have like two more, three more horror movies. I have perfect. I have two more. So. Okay. Did you? Well, let me get this out of the way. Did you see Knock at the Cabin? I have not seen it yet. Um, I am debating doing a digital rental because I'm. I read the book. I really liked the book. I'm sure the movie is going to make me angry, not because, oh, the book is always better, not because of that, but I just get the feeling from what I have heard about the adaptation, and even interviews with Paul, Paul Tremblay, who I like a lot as an author, where he's kind of said, like, he's been very, like, respectful of it, but has sort of said, like, yeah, well, you know, there's my book, and there's the movie, and they're two different things. So I have a feeling, I think I know what that means for the movie in comparison to the book, Um I'm intrigued and I really want to see it and I know I should wait like another year to watch it without having the book in my head but I, mm. I'm also a weak woman and we'll probably end up renting it. Well, we'll wait until you okay. see it. You were not to... keen on it, right? I was fine with it Got but it. going in like right away people were, were had a problem with it and I and I was curious what the problem was. I have not read the book mm-hmm. I and I... I'm not an M night person necessarily. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't really have a horse in this race. So I was very curious why people were taking such exception to it. Like people didn't like it. And I was curious. So I essentially spoiled myself, not on the details, but just of the general conceit. And I can see why people are irritated because I do feel like it, it probably undercuts a, a, what was an interesting story. Mm-hmm. But okay. like from what I was presented, it was fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I should have just waited to read the book. I really should have. 
but I had it like it was one of those I requested it as a hold like months yeah. ago and so it finally came from the library I'm like ah oh, now I gotta read it because otherwise it will be like another six months before I can get it so before you get it again it's yep. my own fault it's my own fault I'm just too damn nerdy I can't Ugh. help myself uh okay my the next horror I have I guess it's horror I think it's certainly body horror David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future so I am on an official, uh, I don't watch Cronenberg movies, and that's David or Brandon. I don't, I refuse to do it. Um, and I will never watch this movie. So please tell me about it. Um, do I, <laughs> should I ask why? It's too, it's, it's, it's gooey. Is, so squelching. the irony, irony is going to come when I tell you what movie <laughs> I watch next. Nice. I, and I am aware of this irony, but um, too, it's too upsetting. I am. Okay. You know, like how I think there were a bunch of us who kind of really in like the the mid mid to late 2000s were really digging in on genre stuff and were making it our personality mm-hmm. to see as much as possible, sure. as much as everything is possible. And then I hit a point where I was like, now I feel like I'm punishing myself <laughs> because I'm just watching things to say that I watched them. Yeah. And I feel that way about Cronenberg movies. I, I sure I believe they're both fantastic filmmakers. I'm never going to deny that. For me, it is subject matter and visuals that are so unpleasant that I just don't even want to engage with the media. I can understand that. And <laughs> Crimes of the Future is the epitome of of Cronenberg in that way, mm-hmm. where it. The only thing that's there for you is Kristen Stewart is weird in it. And I feel like it's a performance you would really enjoy. <laughs> Probably. Uh, but I didn't really like this movie that much. It felt... I I guess it was apparently like a concept or a script that Cronenberg had written like 30 years earlier and just kept never getting around to it. And... and mm-hmm. It felt like that because it felt like you've explored a lot of these ideas already. I don't know that you're bringing that much new to this. You have great actors here. You have Viggo Mortensen. You have uh, Lea Sado. Like you have, like you, you know. I I don't know how much money this was made for. It doesn't look that expensive, but it's still probably like a little more than existence. Like it's, but yet I I don't. I'm not getting anything new and it's it just keeps going and it really it's not even that long but it felt really long I just couldn't it was a case where I watched the first like hour of it at the gym which usually like my whole when I watch movies at the gym it's because here I am the movie is right in front of me I can't get away from it like it's when I want to really be immersed in something but not something that I know like I should have no distractions on like, I didn't watch Skin and Marink at the gym, but I watched Crimes of the Future because it's, okay, great, no, like, I can just focus on this. I'm not focus on my computer, on it, yeah. I'm not doing anything else, like, my face is on this screen. And it was like, okay, now I guess I'll finish it. And, like, three days later, I finished it. Like, because I just, I don't know, I just, I got very little out of it. Um, I think it, it feels a little bit like, you know, like, playing, like, best of Cronenberg in terms of, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. there's, like, weird body machines. There's so much uh, Which I fucking hate. There's so much of that. It is, like, you you would hate this. Again, like, maybe you can just, maybe somebody can do a cut where it's just 
Kristen Stewart for you in this movie. I wonder if that exists. It, it might. Like, she's doing, like, a weird voice. Like, she's got this kind of, like, shakiness going on, but she's really intense. It, it like, it, it was, that part of it was made for you, but the rest of it was made <laughs> to challenge you. So, yeah, yeah I don't recommend I, it. Thank you. I, I feel good about my, my decisions mm-hmm. yeah. as, a, as a person. Fair. Um, so what I watched was Carter Smith's new movie that's about uh, body horror and swallowing bugs. It's Ooh. not a spoiler. That's just what it's about. What is it called? Uh, Swallowed. Swallowed. Okay. I feel like I just heard um, somebody talking about this. What did you think of Swallowed? This is a huge, like, disclaimer. It is not for everybody. It is self-indulgent as fuck. He, Carter Smith of, of Ruins, directorial oh, fame, right. um, wrote and directed it. None of these, to me, are bad things everything that i am saying for me was a great thing for other people it might not (laughs) it might not be i I, to me this felt like a very small intimate character piece about like what people will do for money and what 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 escaping where you're from can look like Mm. it looks can look really ugly but it is about like it is very body horror but i i trusted carter uh, like to not not do too much to me because I, I just feel like he he has a love for his characters from based on what I, other things that I've seen that he will take care of them and even if it means that they don't meet a great end he is not cruel to them mm, um, okay. and and I believe that he he wouldn't do anything that would make me too upset and he didn't this is a very gross movie it's a very visceral movie it's body horror it's ingestion mm-hmm. horror it's gross but like. I think the the other stuff going on was was too good for me to to avoid it. Like I couldn't. Yeah. Well, Jenna Malone's in there. I see. Jenna Malone is so good in it. Nice. It's and the boy that one of the boys, not the main boy, but like the secondary main boy, is so amazing. Um, what is his name? I can't even find it. He he's a phenomenal actor, and it was just really fun to see. Uh, these Cooper people Koch fucking... or uh, Jose Colon. Jose Colon, yep. Okay. That, that oh, and Mark Patton. It, who is fucking phenomenal in it. Nice. The performances are so good and so dialed in, and everybody knows what movie they're in. Mm. Everybody knows what they're doing. Again, it's kind of gross. It's a little... There's some monologuing that goes on a little long, and but like I don't didn't fucking care I gave it five stars I thought it was <laughs> nice um have you looked at the IMDb photos of Carter Smith he's adorable no. is he I he's really me. cute like just go yeah click 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 his name his main photo is just him directing so it's not that exciting but you scroll down and it's like his two headshots he just has very sweet eyes is he a little cutie pie he's it a cutie pie I'm looking me. at his like and I'm like blushing like his pictures are very very cute yeah he's a little cutie pie um, I, he, I believe he was a, a fashion photographer. I think I might not, I'm not making that up. I don't think, but the way that he frames stuff and the way that everything, it, you see it in the ruins. I need to he rewatch just, the ruins. It's been so long and I remember really digging it. I, we just talked about so, pulling back the curtain. We just talked about something at the beginning of this episode oh. and I think we'll be talking I, about the ruins. Okay. I think I need to rewatch it before that episode then. Nice. <laughs> I, I love that movie. I think it's phenomenal. And he, he really does just, it's like beautiful photographs just on screen. Mm, and, yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. Well, Swallowed, I see, is uh, rentable on on Apple. 
if I see it streaming somewhere, I'll give you a shout. This was like one of my most anticipated. So I, I was like, I don't care where it is. I'll, I'm gonna mm-hmm. as soon as it's available, I'm gonna see. It. Nice, nice. Again, perhaps I'll get the Netflix disc, Ooh, which fancy, is fancy. what I did for the last movie that is sort of in. The, it's I have it a horror. It's not really. Horror. It's more drama, but kind of moody. Uh, Alex Perry's Queen of Earth with Elizabeth oh, I, Moss. I know that name. Alex Perry also did Her Smell, also yep, with there Elizabeth it is. Moss. Yeah. Um, this I really liked. Uh, it's Elizabeth Moss and I think Catherine Waterston. Um, and they are like friends, but clearly also kind of hate each other. Uh, and are both probably like rich and grew up together and something terrible has happened to Elizabeth Moss and she is staying with Catherine Waterston, like in her like summer country home. And it's just very much, um, it's a very strange movie. It is, I don't know where you would classify it. Like you could call it a thriller. You could call it a drama with kind of haunting elements to it. It's just these two women who have been pretty bad to each other. You get the sense and are probably both independently, not great people to begin with. But the difference between something like this and sick is that these are also really fascinating women who I, I don't, I can tell they're not great people, but I can also tell they're very interesting people. Um, and it's just sort of, you know, is Elizabeth Moss going crazy or is Catherine Waterston fucking with her or has, is there more to their pasts than we have seen? It's, it doesn't, like, I can't remember how this movie ends. Like, I don't remember where it actually goes. Which tells you a little bit that, like, this isn't a movie about story. It's not about, mm. there's no storyline to this, if memory serves. And at this point, it's been a few, probably, uh, this might was, like, probably one of the first movies I watched since we started recording this. Um, so, it it is not for everybody. Uh, but there is something about it that I found very haunting and found, again, like... Between this sissy and Slashback, they're all movies that speak to something that I find fascinating, which is female friendship that starts when you are of a very certain age, and how in some cases that is incredibly strong and something that will, you know, sustain you for the rest of your life. And in other cases, the friends you made when you were kind of not really a person yet, or not really like who you wanted to be can never see you as not that like mm-hmm. there's that sense of like oh no I always look at you and I remember us when we were 14 and and like that that's a terrible way to live because nobody is still 14 but like mm-hmm. there's something about that that I kind of took between this and those other movies that was really there when I watched this one so I, I don't it's a hard one to recommend to everybody because it's not there's not much to it but there is just something at the core of it that I found like really kind of like ripped into me and I was very affected by that sounds amazing it is looks like it is on Tubi and on nice. Canopy nice so uh I will be adding it you to know, watch list. I didn't even need to plug in my DVD player I could have just queued up ca- uh, Canopy that I mean it, Canopy is such a, a I know it's a big bucket so if you don't it, it's <laughs> so a I harder one to navigate to too we, we yeah. have and for some reason I haven't watched anything on Canopy in a while because the last time we tried to watch... So we have this, like, haunted thing with Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, which I've never seen. Uh, Brandon had it on DVD, and we we started watching it and realized the DVD was, like, too scratched. 
and then I saw it was on Canopy. So I'm like, oh, hey, we'll watch it that way. And it just, like, we got, like, half, maybe, like, 30 minutes, 40 minutes into it. And the canopy just started, like, crashing on us and, like, buffering. And it's never happened to me on any movie. But so it's either, it may just be independent. It may be that I am not meant to watch Priscilla Queen of the Desert. I don't know. Um, But ever since then, I've forgotten about canopy. So I need to get back to that. Yeah, it's it's not a good... It's not the best for browsing, in my opinion. Agreed. I feel like it's a hard target kind of yep, yep, situation. Yep. You have to kind of hope that it under that it knows what to recommend to you. Yes. Because when yes. you browse through, what I found is it just only seems to show me the same things. Yep. But yet I didn't know Queen of Earth was on there. But like, why would I have not seen that when I constantly mm-hmm. look through and see? So. Yep. Yeah. It's just for me. It's just documentaries. It only yep. recommends me documentaries, and I'm like, okay, well, I know you have other stuff, <laughs> so please just show it to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here for this. All right. You have another horror? I have a last one, but I'm not, I don't think I'm going to talk about it because oh. you haven't seen it and you might see it. Um, and that would be uh, We Have a Ghost, which just showed up on Netflix. We Have um, a Ghost. I, the title's vaguely familiar. What is this? It's, it's um, Anthony Mackie and David Harbour, and it's a Christopher Landon movie. Oh, okay, um, okay. I think it's so funny that Christopher Landon is now like a guy that we're all very excited about his movies. And I'm just like paranormal activity, my friends. Like uh, I love Christopher, Christopher Landon from paranormal activity. Wait, He did one of the paranormal activities. He wrote, um, I believe three and four. Oh, that Maybe makes two, sense. Three and four. That makes perfect sense because those are the ones that we like. Yeah. I, I, he, he, he has a big, his thumbprint is all over those, those PA movies. Yeah. Now that you and say that, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's why I'm all about him. So I was super excited to watch this movie. I, I personally thought it was like big, two big thumbs up. Um, but I can imagine that maybe that's not everybody's feeling. Okay. I, I will say if you are at mildly interested in it, I would check it out if you get a chance. It's, um, it felt a little long. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it feels like it's definitely skewed towards a younger audience. Okay. So approaching it with that mentality is sure. probably the best. But that seems to be like what he's doing, like with like um, Freaky and, and oh, Freaky with- and Happy Death Day, which I didn't love Freaky, but I do love the Happy Death yeah. Days. Uh, they are really interestingly perf. Like they just get. I-, I won't say they are made for a teenage girl. But I feel like they really understand their main character at that age. Thank you. I don't know what's up with Christopher Landon. He, I don't know that he writes authentic 2023 kids. Right. I think he just writes authentic kids. And it's my hope that they are as universal as they feel to me mm-hmm. and that they can be applied to like multiple generations can look back and be like, oh, I relate to that or I related to that. Yeah. And, he does it again in this. The kids nice. are the strongest thing. It's it's so fun and so cute. But like, I, it, it felt a little long and it felt a little younger than I was expecting. Mm, okay. But it also has, which is so interesting because we were just talking about Legend of Billie Jean. It, it does something slightly Legend of Billie Jeanie, which we were just talking about. Why don't more Neat. movies do this? Oh, okay. All right, I will watch it when so next we meet. It's cute. I know, we have yeah. a big list that we have here. I know, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. All right, so, so those, yeah. You had a lot of, like, Oscar-baity stuff, right? 
I, I have <laughs> eight movies word. left on my list. Um, six of them are like current movies that were attempting Oscars, and the other two okay. are just older dramas. So. Okay, cool. I'm How about excited you? to hear. I have some random stuff, um, but I have I watched two things that I think people think are Oscar movies. Let's hear. Oh, I watched She Said. Yeah, which I did not. Uh, tell me about She Said. I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was. I I think people. I so you know that thing where you like see a movie and you're like, oh okay, and then you see that people were like really into it, and it's kind of like, oh, I don't get that. Right. <laughs> So that's what happened here. I don't really get it. It felt, I maybe it's because I was, so, you know what? It probably is. So it's the Harvey Weinstein stuff, right? If, if for anybody that doesn't know what uh, what it's about, I was really entrenched as all that stuff was coming out. Like I every day I was yeah. reading huge articles about all the new stuff. So like to say that I had my finger on the pulse of that situation, I think is mm-hmm. an understatement. I wonder if having all that knowledge going in just made this feel really unnecessary to me. See, and that's, I have not seen it. I have really no interest in seeing it just because it feels like a kind of, for me, sort of that. Like, I I read a lot of what was going on, not every, every inch of it. But it's one of those things of like, what more do I need to know about this that is like, especially now when it's like, oh, great, we caught one bad guy, but what else came of that? Um, I don't know, it's, it feels almost like the a weird time for this movie to exist also. Yeah. Like, if this movie came out in 10 years, it would make sense. Um, Thank you. I just don't yeah. know that there was any, there was, so I read read all the news as it was coming out, and now no real time has passed. For yeah, it's what, five years? Look, yeah. Look back reflectively at it yeah it's not that and you can say oh well things have changed like no measures were put in place to change things realistically we can't tell anything yet and we know in 10 years we're going to hear a whole lot more horror stories and you know and again like think of half the people that came out as being exposed during me too who are still hosting shows and still working actively and like i mean come on like it yeah so i i and i don't know like i guess my question is it a good journalism story? Is it interesting as a film in that regard? Not really. Mm. Because for me, as far as modern journalism stories go, like Spotlight is right. for me the number one. I, I, I found that movie to be really effective and like compelling and shit. And even though I knew who was going to come forward and who they were getting statement. Like I didn't really know the timeline of it. And she said, so like there, there was an opportunity to like dazzle me with Mm. the behind the scenes stuff because I wasn't privy to that necessarily to like the breaking of the story. And I didn't feel particularly compelled by any of that, but um, what's her face's performance in it was so good. Thank you. I could not think of her name. I love Caramel. She's amazing in yeah. it. And there was that scene going around of her like yelling at some guy in a bar. I've seen I've seen that scene. <laughs> yep. And and honestly, that might have been my favorite part. Yeah. Because like you have I think this is a tough line to toe when you're doing one of those journalism type style expose movies. Like you don't want too much of like the, the journalist. Person- yeah. Yes, too much of the journalist personality, but like you want some, mm-hmm. you want to like care a little bit about how this impacted their life or like, th- because they are the conduit to the story, yeah. right? Um, and I just didn't feel like that was there for me. And and she said, and I think it was there for other people, mm-hmm. but like, oh, interesting. 
Mm. Oh, and then the other one was Tar, and I don't know if you watched. It. I haven't yet. Uh, we're it's on our list because it's on Peacock now. So I and it's one that I think Brandon has interest in. So yeah. now we just have to carve out two and a half hours. It is long, yes. Yeah. Two and a half hours sounds right. I thought it went by really fast. I, oh, nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I wasn't like I wasn't like blown away. I mm-hmm. was moved by it. Um, but like I got it, and and I think that this six that successfully did some stuff that she said couldn't seem to do not to, to compare the two. Cause I don't think they're comparable, right? but like, but both have a, there's a, I guess for lack of a better word, a me too storyline. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that one of them lived in our world in a really interesting way. And one of them kind of just felt like a recap. Mm, interesting. And, and, uh, but I like Tara and I think there's this interesting reading about it being like a secret ghost story. And I don't, <laughs> Nice. I don't think it is, it is, but, like, it's fun to watch it with that in your head. Nice, nice. Uh, okay, I'll do, so let me start with the non-Oscar movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I watched Godspell for the first time, which I'd never okay. seen before. Godspell is 1973. It's a musical. Uh, I was a Jesus Christ Superstar musical kid, not a Godspell mm-hmm. musical kid, so the most I know about Godspell is singing Day by Day um, from Wet on American Summer. Uh, but Brandon had the desk and he wanted to watch it and we sit down and watch it. And for like the first half hour, I was really hoping that like a meteor would come and kill everybody on screen. Cause it was very like, I, I was a theater kid kind of like, I wasn't really an actor, but I was involved in theater a lot. So, but, but that means I understand when people talk about theater kids with disdain and Godspell feels very theater kitty, but then it kind of like as it kept going, I got into it. So it is a musical. <laughs> it is there is no conflict in it. it. Is it's Jesus, but it's like the happy Jesus as opposed to like my Jesus, which is Jesus Christ Superstar getting lashed. Um, so it's I don't know if you've never seen it. It's a fun musical. It's very uh, kitschy. It's, it's it's you know got style to it, but um, yeah, it's a uh, it's there. I, I, in the end, I enjoyed it, but it took me a little bit of time. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's my... I uh... can't say it is it is up for you. I will say, um, I'm watching it, and I'm, like, really distracted, because I'm looking, I'm like, this actor, I know this face. Who is this woman? And it's really hard to look up the cast, because none of them have names in the movie. And I look, I pull up IMDb, and there's Victor Garber, but everybody else doesn't have a headshot on IMDb, because they're all theater mm-hmm. actors. And I, like, almost give up, and I finally look at one more, and I'm like, oh my god, of course, she was the good nun in Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's so funny. I know. Who knew there was a connection? Who knew? And now I know, and now you do too. Um, let's see. Okay, another, uh, again. So now I'm into the Oscar um, uh, Oscar hopeful. This okay. one's from a few years ago. Uh, the Lost City of Zed, or Z, if you're an American. With, that uh, sounds familiar. I don't think Robert I've ever Pattinson saw this. and yeah. Charlie Hunnan and Sienna Miller. Um, I, I I've meant to I've had interest in watching it, but could never pull the trigger. Um, is it worth it? I think it is. I will oh. say this is a movie. So it is about. Um, I think it is kind of playing with the details of the man. It kind of is probably making him a little bit more of uh, a good person than in reality yeah. he probably was. But it's a kind of amateur explorer in the early 20th century who ends up um, going to the Amazon in, like with the global – in order to make a map, basically. And he ends up like getting – him and his group get lost a bit 
and discover what he thinks is proof that there was a great civilization in this region of the Amazon. So he comes home and begs to get sent back and he gets sent back, but then he still can't find it and so on and so on. And it kind of covers like 40 years of him trying to get back there. And like on paper, it's a lot of things that are not for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Where it's for me is that I I've, I like explorer stories. It's just one of those history things that always interested me. And this is a movie that like kind of as it ended, I realized like, oh no, this was good. Like, it's one of those movies that could have been made much more traditionally and much more grand and made it very easy to have been an Oscar movie, but it's making much more interesting and subtle choices about a lot of things to where it's quieter and less big and less kind of bombastic and less archetypal, I guess, and more specific to these people. And that makes it really work. And the end has a really good ending, um, a lot of random people show up too that you're like, oh, that person, that person. So it, it is a recommend. Uh, it's it's a little bit long, but it's a good like you can break it up a little bit. So I, I recommend it. It's on Amazon. I'll watch it. Yeah, you should do it. Yeah, I've thought. I've been thinking about it. Yeah. Um, this type of like real life, like it either works or it doesn't work. These like biopics, slice of yeah. real life retellings of history they're either like oh my gosh why did i wait to watch that or like oh that really wasn't for me <laughs> so it's it's tough i i feel like as i'm getting older i'm I, I struggle to to bust out and look at things that maybe i wouldn't have looked at yeah and this i, I can't remember even why i decided to watch it because it was one i think i must have heard enough random people really speak up for it yeah to yeah. where i i I had seen it was on Amazon Prime, and I'm like, eh, let me throw it on my list. If maybe, maybe I'll, it'll, the mood will hit me one day. And it was kind of when I just didn't, uh, for like random reasons, didn't want to watch horror because I couldn't write about it because I didn't have my computer. So I'm like, let me find something else that like I'm interested in watching the movie of, but that isn't in my you know general genre. Mm-hmm. And I would say like, as much as I'm saying it is a historical movie and based on some real people to me didn't feel so much like it was trying to tell this guy's story. Yeah. It felt like it was trying to tell a story about the way people thought about, um, about the, uh, you know, about, about South America and the way like, there's an interesting thing where your lead character is fairly open-minded about not white culture. Like he's saying like, no, I have proof that there was, that there is a civilization there way before our time that we did not, you know, there's a writing down there. There is artistry, there is crafts down there. And so he's very open-minded about this, but yet, and he's married Santa Miller is his wife. And like, she's very like for a woman of the time is very kind of um, independent and like does a lot of things like that. But also like, she's like, uh, let me come with you. And he's like, no, like there, there's still that where he's still a man of his time. Like it's not, painting everything with this heroic brush like there's just nuances mm. to it and like robert pattinson is like in a role that you're like why did he take this role it's a supporting role at a time where he didn't it's like that whole yeah. thing like both him and daniel radcliffe did this of like i just want to act in things that i find interesting and it, like you're watching this and like today you're almost distracted by the fact that it's you're like waiting for him to do something huge 
and he doesn't like he's just a supporting character there but he's making you can see him making choices so like i don't know like there's a lot of nuance to this that made it more interesting than i think it is on paper hmm. interesting yeah good recommend yeah well you know i try uh let's see i got a few more you want to throw one at me uh i watched that movie plane you know that movie yeah it's a movie about a plane yeah it is yeah. you know what it is it is about a plane uh gerard butler and then uh, uh mike coulter is his name Ooh. i just think of him <laughs> yes. as the very hot guy I just evil oh and for me he's he's luke cage and our yeah. joke when we would watch luke cage is that like Something I liked about that show was that the show acknowledged how fucking handsome he was. So, like, characters were constantly looking at him and, like, getting lost in his eyes or, like, randomly, like, saying, like, wow, you're really tall. And so our joke, whenever we watch that, when, like, he would go anywhere, somebody would, would just be like, oh, my God, you're handsome. Just so every time I see him, I'm like, oh, oh, he's handsome. It, it's true. And I think to act differently would be... Uh too a bridge too far i yeah, can't agree agree i can't in real life it. if you bumped into this man you would not say like dude get out of my way you'd say oh oh i'm sorry, oh, sorry sir. <laughs> thank you for touching me <laughs> he he's he's very fun to watch in my opinion um so plane is a movie that came out this year and that people seem to really like which was apparently very surprising but um i i too enjoyed it it's a it's an actiony movie mm-hmm. uh, about a plane that crashes <laughs> you don't say but it's um also tony goldwin is in it and tony goldwin is now my most watched actor of the year nice um but i thought it was great if you're interested in anything even remotely actiony this does it's fun it's it's zippy it's interesting it does interesting things it's the best case scenario for a movie of this ilk that, that is good to hear there, there so, may be a time like in a year or two like it's one of those like i'm like those those days where you're like it's i was funny i was talking to my friend about this about fast and the furious and how I feel like that's what everybody says that series is, and it's never been that for me. But, like, I like a dumb action movie, but I want it to understand exactly that it is a dumb action movie. And it sounds like this movie gets it. It, This movie understands what it is, for sure. It definitely is. It's not trying to present, like, this is... It's a good version of this, and I think it's Mm. content to be that. And I, I... I, I like that about it. Apparently they greenlit a, a sequel too, which I'm not mad at. Why not? The the plane crash shit in this is like chilling. Ooh, too. I do like a good plane crash. It for that reason alone. Like if okay. like if you're in, in it for a plane crash, then you're gonna get what you want. Alright, let's do it. <laughs> I feel like I need to watch that movie on a plane. Like the next time I take a plane no, trip, I'm going to watch plane. No. Just to piss off the person that. sitting next to me. For sure. It's it's disturbing. <laughs> nice. All right, another, uh, okay, similar, a movie that I think everybody did like. I think everybody who has seen this movie likes it. And you, I know, liked it. Uh, and I finally watched RRR. Oh, yeah, it's good, it's right? It's just a fucking joy. Yeah. It's so, it, I, it was one that I was like, you had said, like, you can break it up. And I was planning on that. I watched an hour at the gym, and I'm like, okay, I'll finish it later. And then, like, I get home, I, like, put my laundry away. I'm like, well, I got two hours. Let me watch the rest of RRR, because it's so much fun. Um, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. You can break it up, but it doesn't feel so long no, that you need to no. break it up, which is saying something about the fucking runtime of that movie. Yeah. it. it and again, I know that I often complain about runtimes of movies. 
It is not that I think movies shouldn't be long. It's mm-hmm. that movies should never be longer than they should be. Plain mm-hmm. and simple. And RRR is three hours, and it deserves every minute of that. The it menu was an hour 45. I could have taken another hour. Yeah. Yes. It, if you're if you're doing an hour and 45 minutes worth of stuff and you want to try to convince me it's worth my two and a half hours of time, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, agreed completely. Stop it. But, but yeah, this was three hours worth of content. It's just entertaining from beginning to end. My I, my gosh, that man is handsome. Are that? They're both. Is, they're both beautiful it, men. But it's too much. That movie yeah. is somehow simultaneously very wholesome and extremely horny. So sexy. An <laughs> incredibly like a sexy job, movie. Guys. Sexy movie without having any sex in it whatsoever. Yep. Um, it is just the energy of these men who you know are physically incredibly fit. Um, but also, like, just I, the... I know there was, like, recent talk of, like, you know, there's been a lot of talk of, like, oh, who's the next James Bond? You're like, why isn't it that guy? In what For world real, is it not that right? guy? <laughs> like, he, he looks at you and you would take your clothes off. Come on, make it that guy. It's 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 interesting. I, well, I think we call that uh, racism. <laughs> Fair, yes, I believe we, we do. Can't, we can't... RRR, one of the R stands for it. That people that maybe... For, for 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 white folks in this country that maybe people that look a little different or yeah. from a different place are also valuable and hot and hot <laughs> like we can we can use them for their hotness yes. too like please exploit them the right way like come on like yes let's let's all the hot people come on over to america and make, <laughs> and make movies or not or stay stay where you are and make movies and that then, yeah. then I can easily see. Sure. I think that was part of the the real excitement for me about this movie is that it suddenly became so accessible to us. Mm, I know yeah. that everything is accessible if you look for it or rent it or illegally download it. Mm-hmm. You can you can get this stuff but this was like packaged with a bow and presented to this country yeah. and I really think that that it should not be that rare. No. We should be getting a couple movies a year from other countries that people are just like, this is an explosive film from, I don't know, Korea. This is right. an explosive film from Japan. And like, here you go, have this and enjoy it. But we don't really look outside of this country for anything. Yeah, I, I think we've gotten a little better. It's hard to say, too, because you and I are in different bubbles than other people. And so, you know, we, you know, we have friends that saw RRR years ago at festivals and everything. Yep. Um, but I think, again, like, not to always go to the Oscars, but we have several movies now with subtitles that are in Oscars or in Oscar consideration, mm-hmm. and that helps, every little bit helps, I guess, so. Uh, let's see, oh, oh, along the Oscars, so my next four are all Oscar nominees. Uh, I don't know what you've got left. Uh, not much. Okay. So, uh, hit it. All right, so, uh, I'll start with the front runner, which... Very likely will, so far, is looking good for winning Best Picture. I finally, by Netflix disc, watched Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, I'm curious to hear what you thought. So it's hard to, it's a movie that obviously was hard to go in blind because by the point I watched it, it had 13 Oscar nominations and, and I had heard a lot, so I knew a lot of what it was about. Um, and I will say what I found with this movie really enjoyed watching it really like found it like I, it was funny it, it did a, did think a lot of things that were not surprising to me because it was impossible not to know things sure. that were happening um and it ended and i was like oh that was good like i'm i'm happy a movie like that is has done so well and is 
probably going to win Oscars because I think that's great. I think it's fresh. I think it's new. It's clearly so new. Um, was it the greatest movie? Ah, no, you know, so on. And like, but what I have found is since I have watched it, and it's probably been about two weeks now, I really do keep thinking about different aspects of very specifically of those three characters that I keep finding really emotionally wrenching and satisfying and all different directions of that. Um, where, and we've talked, I think a little bit before about like movies that are about depression. Mm -hmm. Um, I am somebody who might personally, I do not suffer from depression, thankfully, but I have many people in my life very close to me who do. And when I see movies that kind of deal with it, especially when they're doing it in kind of, um, you know, different metaphorical ways that for me are a little bit easier to grasp onto something there. Mm -hmm. uh, It's just something that then I'm able to kind of see in different ways. I see like, okay, I, and I think that movie does something really interesting where you have a family of three who are all on very different parts of kind of um, that state of mind that you have a daughter who is just, at the end of life sucks a mother who and and in that case being just from being so young and feeling this a mother who just feels like life sucks because most of her life has sucked Mm -hmm. and a husband who's just like i like my life i love my family i'm here for you but i but what can i do um and i just find all three of those really in different ways i thought that movie with those performances kind of brought things out that really really touched me um so yeah like now the more i'm thinking back on it the more it has really grown in me as as something very wonderful i love that and i'm glad that that happened for you i did not experience Mm -hmm. that it's fine i mean i don't need to experience things with everything but um i think that it's great that you got something out of it and for sure i saw those things were definitely there and and it's probably the things i liked the most about it yeah. yeah. Um, it'll be a very cool Oscar winner. So that's, that's yes. good too. Uh, another, so another one that's also at this point, that I'm a big like Oscar predictor. So I'll, you know, this will change a lot by the time the Oscars roll around. But at this point, I'm predicting just a best screenplay win for the Banshees of Inishurn. This is on my list. I, I, I don't, I very much want to see this. I am a fan of the, the package that's being presented. I like. <laughs> I like everybody in it. I like everybody working on it. I've liked everything that everybody's done, so I'm in. And and I won't say too much. I will say I, I loved it. I really did. Um, everybody in it is like at their best. Like you have seen good performances from all of those actors, and this is like the best you've seen them do. Um, it is very funny. It for me, like Martin McDonough. I used to. Back in college, like I, I was a big fan of his play, his plays. He was a playwright originally, mm-hmm. and this feels very much like those. It feels like, and he had written like a lot of like Irish set plays, but even like the sense of humor is very like, oh, this is the Martin McDonough that like I was drawn to twenty years ago. Um, I loved In Bruges. I didn't like, and the further I got away from it, the more I didn't like Three Billboards. So I didn't know what I would get with this one, but mm-hmm. it is really good uh it and again it's like it's telling a story it's it is very not like oh it's identifiable but like it's telling a story you have not seen told before um but yet it's a very human story and very grounded and 
uh, very funny, very, very darkly funny, but it's, it's a winner. It's good. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Uh, all right. I got two left. Um, I have, I have stuff I don't care about and don't want to talk about, but I, <laughs> I did watch the Poseidon adventure for the first time. The original? And, yeah. And? It's amazing. It's so good. It's like amazing. Oh, Shelly Winter is my hero. It's so it's my so goddess. Amazing. Yeah, I'd only seen it for the first time a few years ago. Uh, did not grow up with it. Um, yeah, but man, it's good, right? It's it's phenomenal, top to bottom. Yeah. Really great. Really upsetting. Yep. Like for for the time, the the fact that they were able to still visually represent such upsetting scenarios yeah. so effectively mm-hmm. still now i'm like no absolutely why are you on a why are you on a ship everybody get out of the water <laughs> um it, it, it just the story it tells i don't know i don't know this is how you make a fucking disaster movie yep. why do we not get it like the blueprint exists my friends yeah. and it's the poseidon adventure like it it's the where it starts like it's just like boom we're on the boat Yep. I don't need to see people loading up luggage, saying goodbye on the... No, just fucking <laughs> start on the GD boat. Yeah, and have them dressed well. Like, I want a disaster movie oh, where women right. are wearing beautiful dresses and men it's, are in tuxedos. It's just... And it was very much of that time. Yeah. So it was very, like, like hippie and counterculture on top of this, like, patriarchal idea. Yeah. Like, it's just so... in Ernest Borgnine fucking yep. chewing shit up oh god yes i can't i can't say enough good things yeah. i feel like such a hack talking about a movie from like decades ago 72 no, that's what's so exciting though i, I think <laughs> when you when you can discover quote unquote a movie that like you think you've seen um at, like just a movie that is in the public consciousness right and you sit down and you watch, and that was me for Casablanca a few months ago. I'd never seen Casablanca. I'd seen the bits. I knew the lines. I knew the story. Whatever. Fine. Yeah, okay, fine. Let's sit down and watch it. Holy shit. I get it. There's a reason this movie is 90 years old and is still something that we think about and that we've internalized. Because a great movie is a great movie for a reason. And Poseidon Adventure is like that. Like, it's so exciting when you can sit down and watch it and say, like, man, I, I missed this for 30 years, but it's great because now I have another, like, ideally 50 years to have this movie in my life. Yeah, and and I couldn't help but notice some, like, really, like, negative takes on it. What? And I, yeah, I, when I write things on Letterboxd, I like to scroll through and kind of see, like, what the top, com- mm, like, top yeah. comments are and what the general discussion is, especially about something 50 years old now. Yeah. What, like, what is the complaint? I mean, I do wish the one, the kid died. I hate the kid, but aside I, from that. I, the complaint was that, uh, the complaint that I com- consistently saw was that people didn't, didn't, didn't like the characters, didn't get the characters, and they thought the character arcs were, were either not fulfilling or non-existent, which I couldn't agree with, I disagree yeah. with more. But another thing was they didn't appreciate the way that Shelley Winter's character was treated, which I guess I get, but like, I get, I saw, well, she wasn't even fat. And I think you're missing the point right. if that's your takeaway. I, I, and I get it, but also this was 72 and she's not fat, but we're trying to tell a story mm-hmm. with 
the type of character that we saw this woman right. as. And I think that her arc, which is was honestly like goosebump inducing. Oh God. Yeah. I love She's it. just like begging, like, let me do this. I yeah. know I can do this. And it was it shook me to my core. Yep. And I and I wonder, as women who maybe don't present as the most capable, like us, mm-hmm. um, maybe if that resonated with us, maybe a little bit more than some other people. Yeah. Um I am trying to remember because I don't remember too much about the details of like how she's treated. I I mean, look, I'm a heavy woman and I've been heavy my whole life. So any movie, I am both used to a character that is over a size three mm-hmm. being treated as fat and uh, like have this similar to you. We're like, look, we've we grew up in a decade that was even worse for that in some ways yep. than the 70s. Mm-hmm. And you like there's a difference, I guess, between like, I don't know, because it happens with a lot of movies, right? Like that whole, oh, we go back and we look at the Goonies and like, man, yeah, they really yeah. warming to chunk. Like, yep. yeah, like, and that's one that like, I felt that when I was a kid. I love the Goonies. Like, I'm one of those kids that like, that was my like monster squad was the Goonies. But at the same time, I always remember as a kid being like, I don't, I don't like that they're so mean to chunk. Like, I, I don't like that yep. they call him chunk. Like, I got that as a kid that this was fucked up. If I watch Poseidon Adventure in the 70s, I probably would have also been like, oh, stop being mean to Shelley Winters. Like, it, and but the movie, I don't think, is saying that, you know? It, exactly. And I think as I, I did just watch it, like I watched it like three or four days ago. But for what, seeing those comments were, was confusing to me because I felt like a lot of that stuff was coming directly from that character. Like yeah. at one point, she, they need to crawl through like an escape hatchy thing. An escape hatch where you could literally probably fit three people at the same time through. And Shelly Winters is like, I'm not going to fit through there. Like, sh- yeah. sh- of course you are. But to me, that was like a self-reflective kind yep. of thing of maybe society has treated me this way. And now I don't have a clear vision of my capabilities or age, my age, my gender, right. my station in life. I am now reduced to this useless blob and i and i'm embodying that and i know that she doesn't have the best outcome it's a disaster movie so that's not a spoiler but like what she gives the film it's like a redemption to herself like she proves to herself that she has value and and i think what's interesting about like this disaster movie as opposed to maybe other more modern ones is that people's sacrifices don't matter when there's not a reason for them and for everyone's sacrifice in this film there's a tangible way that it helps there's a tangible Mm -hmm. thing that couldn't be done if that person hadn't sacrificed themselves so it feels less maudlin and less like like everybody's dying but like people were were there's stakes yeah yes well and a great example of if you if you're like, did I love Poseidon Adventure as much as I thought I did? Mm-hmm. Watch the 2006 remake because it, and you did, I know recently. Yes. It is fascinating how much this movie, which is following the same template, goes in the other direction. Yep. And just the primary thing it doesn't get is that we need to, and again, when we, like, we've talked a lot, I think, today about like, investing in characters and sometimes that's about them being good people and sometimes it's about them being charismatic and like whatever it is but how that movie 
is so tone deaf about understanding what it might take to get an audience on their side. Because mm-hmm. the characters in that movie are awful human beings who don't help each other. It is a weirdly, in 2006, immediately all of the people of color die first. Like, everything about it is just, you sit there like with your jaw hanging open and say like, how did they do this more politically correct in the 70s? It, it's it's strange. It, it, it Definitely, the remake, it's, it, I would like to watch the remake again. Not really, because I didn't like it. But now having Just with seen, that context, yeah. Yeah, because it really does make it even more strange that yeah. the, that it it doesn't work because like you had it right there it was right there, was right, there. right there you could have looked at it yeah. i i watched i didn't talk about it but it's kind of a similar idea i watched the hitcher and the hitcher in this last mm-hmm. little bit okay. of time um i am a huge fan of the remake i think it is phenomenal and i think it really captures something about the original without redoing it and those are my favorite types of remakes where you understand what worked and what the original was saying and then you recontextualized it or, or literally just yeah. updated it for our modern times it's similar I... to me with film adaptations of novels it yeah. is you do not have to tell me the same story that was in the book mm-hmm. you don't even have to have the same ending what you need or what i think you should need if you are going to adapt a book respectfully it has nothing to do with plot. It is all about the essence, yeah, right? The spirit of the story. The spirit, yeah. What, yep. if this was a book about rant, you know, I just read the short story of Brokeback Mountain. It's it's 20 pages long. And, okay, how do you make a movie of this? Like, well, no, no, like you, because fundamentally it is telling this, this story of these two men and all of that. And, like, the details don't matter. You can, you know, colorblind casting, all of this. Like, none of that matters. You can do whatever the fuck you want to yeah. material, but you just have to understand why it worked in that other format, right? So why did this work in the 70s? It wasn't Big Boat. It was Big Boat with you being really invested in these people, whether they're going to make it out or not. Yeah, yeah. And and, and that that's that frustrates me qu- quite a bit. And I think that this the side adventure is a great example of, of that. Like you could have just taken the same plight and just done it with more modern characters and sensibilities, but the same spirit should have been present, and I yeah, don't think it it's just was not there. Like the it's fact that weird. there is no Shelley Winters character, and what does that mean? I'm not saying oh, the fact that there is no like middle aged larger woman who gets to save the day. Like exactly, that's not what I need. But yeah. I need somebody that doesn't fit the action hero mold to be there, to be this sort of vessel that you can kind of see yourself in more. And, no, like, who serves that role? Kurt Russell? Like, how yeah, does that exactly. make sense? You need, like, a like a unexpected hero. Right. Or that, that kind of, like, I have a special set of skills attitude. Like, I'm the only one that can do this. Yeah. And it, that makes it feel very, like, faded and, like, like, like some there's a bigger plan which is exciting like yeah. oh i don't know i got so thrilled watching this movie and it was yeah it was, it was like why why aren't more things like this? it's a good like oh yeah no it's it's like one of those experiences like i i'm so glad i finally watched it i'm glad you finally did too because it you get it and you understand why it really did change 
filmmaking. Like, the way Jaws did, the way The Exorcist did, the way, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre did. Like, there are movies that get something right, like Titanic did. Like, where it's like, oh, oh, now everything's got to be Poseidon Adventure. Nothing is going to be Poseidon Adventure. We're going to try a lot of things that aren't going to work. But you understand why it would create a whole genre because it's so good and anybody can watch it and is going to get invested in it. Yeah. Um, All right. So uh, still along the kind of um, populist action side, I watched a movie that I wasn't really planning on watching. And then Brandon's like, I'm going to watch this movie. Do you want to? I'm like, you know, I'm sitting down. I'm not doing anything. Sure. If if I don't if I'm not that into it in 20 minutes I'll turn my computer on and start doing some other stuff and I did um, and I was disappointed that I had to because I was really hoping I'd really really like Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, so I have I I know I've spoken before I'm not I'm kind of off the Marvel train it's going to keep going that's fine if people like the movies it employs a lot of people great sure um, I want. I I liked the first Black Panther. I thought it was important. I thought it was beautiful. Uh, it did, you know, it, it just as a movement, I was very excited for it. I was interested in watching the next one after <laughs> this is, makes me sound terrible. I probably would not have even bothered watching it if Chadwick Boseman was still alive and was just, oh, here's the next Black Panther. But mm. when he died, and it was, oh, the movie has to basically do something new now, right? This has to be a movie about something bigger and deeper than it just being another Marvel action movie. And had it just been that, had it just been a movie about what Wakanda does when their leader dies, and the mourning period and all of that, I, I was into all that stuff. That stuff was cool. That stuff was, yeah. was touching and beautiful. And then there's also, like, a villain who I didn't understand, who lives underwater, and I don't know, white people are bad. I won't say white people. It's the, like, the governments are bad, but it doesn't, I don't really understand what's going on, and I, I it's, okay, it's over now. I was, ugh. Um, costumes Ooh, look really? Great. That, that No, bad. no, it was still probably better than a lot of these other movies like this. Um, the, a lot of the actors are so good. Like, I, I tell you, I was like fading and then Lupita Nyong'o showed up and I didn't know she was actually in this for some reason. I thought she wasn't coming back for it, but she comes back and I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Because now I like, just give this movie to her. Like she can, she can hold it. She's great. She's amazing. Um, the, like, I'm excited to see Angela Bassett wearing those gowns and giving those speeches. She's incredible. Like that's a movie right there. Yeah. But then there's action scenes that felt, and, and again, I say this, like, take it with a grain of salt, because I am, I have felt this way the last few movies that I haven't really sat down and watched. I've sat down and, while Brandon was watching them and kind of eyeballed them a little bit and said, yeah, that that's what it looks like? That's what they look like? And that's how I felt about this. Like, the action didn't look good to me. Um, the actors, like, uh, uh, Michonne, Denai Guerrera, I think, She's so good. When she is talking, she is so funny. She has such a presence. She can, I want, like, give her a superhero movie. I say that, and then I'm like, except when she had to fight, and it just looked stupid. And it's not her fault. It's that it just looks stupid. Everything is fucking CGI. Obviously, we know it is. But it's just boring to me. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like, 
I don't know. I didn't, the, the villain, like the actor was fine, but I did not understand. And again, I wasn't paying that much attention. So some of this is on me, but I didn't fully get the conflict because it was very clear that it's like, oh, but he's not bad. Like he's right about what he's doing. It's just conflicting with what the Wakandans are doing. So I'm on both of their side, but now they have to fight each other and I don't really want to like, it just, it so for me, the farther I've gotten away from it, the more I've disliked it. Um, while watching it, I probably chuckled here and there. I certainly was like, ooh, costumes. Like, ooh, hats. Like, give me more yeah. hats. You know I love a good hat. Angela Bassett can fucking wear a hat. Uh, but, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I've officially fallen off. I don't yeah. read them at all. Yeah, I mean, there's them, nothing watch them at all. for me read here. Them either, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Even the series that, like, and again, for me, the the breaking point was kind of that WandaVision couldn't just end. Because WandaVision, I loved. I didn't like the last episode or the yeah. chunk of it that was just flying. Um, but I thought it was a beautiful ending and a beautiful, like, oh, that's so satisfying and rich and raw and telling something I haven't seen that you don't have to tell in a story like this. And then it's like, WandaVision will be back in Doctor Strange. What? But not the whole, but why? Eh? So it's, you know, it's just not for me. And I yeah. I think I know that now. So this was my final straw. I, that's, in, yeah, I think I got there for sure. And, and yeah. I think that some of us are maybe getting there. And it's not to say that it'll never come back around. Yeah, sure. Just maybe. not really where maybe. I'm at right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have one more movie. Um, what else do you have? Uh, I don't, I think that's it. That's Everything it? else is not worth talking about, friend. Okay, so this movie is also not worth talking about, but I can't not talk about it. Uh, this was my Root Canal movie. So I got Ooh. my Root Canal, I came home, uh, I was, like, in, in pretty bad pain, but also, like, couldn't sleep, but wasn't tired, and blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, alright. Seems as good a time as any, because I believe this was also Oscar Day. This was the day that the nominations came out. Mm-hmm. So I had decided, I'm like, this year I'm going to try it. I'm going to try to see as many movies as I can. Uh, and also, like, the different categories I like to have a little more stake in. Like, th- like the Best Actress category is the one that I usually really like. I want to see those Best Actress nominees. So God damn it, that means I guess I have to watch Blonde. Oh. Okay. Oh, is right. Um, yeah. Fuck this movie. Uh, I-, I start watching it. Again, like, understand I've had a root canal. Like, my mouth is in pain. And I'm like, all right, this is as good a time as any to watch it. You're already hurting. I I'm, I watch it for a while. I think, like, Brandon comes home from work. It's like, almost, I'm like, all right, I guess I'll pause this and start dinner. And then I look at the running time. I'm like, I have another movie left. I have only watched an hour. There is another hour 45 of this piece of shit that I have to get through. Is it really that long? It's two hours. I think it's my. It's, I, I think it's two forty-five. I don't know why I didn't know it was that long. Running length, and I wouldn't be surprised if this started as like a six-hour movie and like. You, oh, I'm sorry. I, I misspoke. It is two hours and forty-six minutes. Two hours and forty-six minutes, Christine. I don't. So it doesn't sound like it needed to be. And and here's the thing. I will give it. There. Okay, I I hated this movie, and I hated the concept of it, and I hated the attitude behind it. There, I will concede, there is an argument to be made that Andrew Dominic wanted to tell a horror story about Marilyn Monroe and about, like, 
the life that he he sees her as having lived. This idea that this woman born to a woman with mental health issues, raised in Hollywood, forced into being a performer, forced into being a sex symbol, never having a father figure, always wanting a father figure, that's hell and let's make that a nightmare and let's make it kind of surreal and expressionistic. Like, if he had made a 90-minute expressionistic movie where her name wasn't Marilyn, right? Where it was about this actress and it was Marilyn Monroe, but it just wasn't, maybe she wasn't called Marilyn Monroe. Maybe in this movie, we don't have a name. And it was 90 minutes and it was the same imagery and the same kind of attitude, but over in a reasonable amount of time. I could almost stand back and say, okay, I um, morally don't like what this did. I didn't enjoy the experience, but I see what he what he wanted to do, and I can see how that worked for some other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are giving me two fucking hours and 46 minutes of Marilyn Monroe, Norma Jean Baker, compl- like very much, no, this is this is this woman. This is this this is a real story. And just taking every bit of agency away from her, it is a movie about a woman constantly being raped, constantly being assaulted, mm-hmm. constantly being undressed and uh, abused by every man and underrested by it by every man and never gets triumph in any way. And oh, she, you know, uh, multiple abortions, and then then here's the then has the 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 baby she didn't have say to her, "Why you killed me for this life?" Like, and I'm not kidding. This all happens in the movie. It is that bad. It is that hateful of this woman hateful of women like i don't know what and if you have read any interviews with him it does this movie no favors because you get like oh no he really like there was a few like very famous ones that kind of went viral because it was really like no but like really this is what you this is how you felt like yeah no he 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 said outright like there's an interview um the journalist is saying to him like well, you know, like Marilyn Monroe was was like everybody knew she was actually very smart and she did a lot for um, civil rights. Like she was active in this, she was active in that. And he was like, "Not no." He's like, "That's not the story I'm interested in." Yeah, uh, I read some stuff. <laughs> yeah, it it is as as bad as all of that. Um, I would not be surprised if everybody that voted for Ana de Armas for actress was like you got to give her something for having to put through that. Cause that must've been fucking hell of a shoot. And like, she's not bad. She's fine. She's giving it her all. She's, she's trying. She's believable. She's sh- giving a good performance in like, a movie that her. hates her in a movie that yeah. despises everything she is doing. Um, yeah, it is. It, it, it's pretty much like, and I went in knowing some people liked it and thinking like, okay, maybe, maybe I'll see stuff here. Maybe. And just was very quickly like, Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, just, it, yeah. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So I'm not at all interested. Don't and I it. think that's probably for the best. I could have been swayed. I mean, somebody else might still sway you. Somebody, no, I, don't I, think I so. guarantee. I, I, read his, I read his own interviews about yeah. it. And, and it, put a, a terrible taste in my mouth yeah and 
and nobody has nobody that I trust at least has has given me any reason to doubt my initial uh, feelings. You know. Right. Yeah, and I think that's. Um... It's one of those movies that I'm trying to think. I feel like there was something on here that I said that about where maybe like not like Skin and Marink again, just as a parallel of a movie that did not work for me in any way. But I am very interested in hearing and reading the people that it did work for and why it did, because there was something there for them. Um and with Blonde, there's a part of me that, like, if if a critic or writer who I really respect writes a defense of this movie, I will read it. I am, I am mm-hmm. like, not open to going back and watching this movie again, but I am open well, to saying, like, <laughs> exactly, like, okay, like, maybe there was something I didn't see. Like, I'm, like, I don't ever want to hate a movie. I really don't. And I feel like there, again, like, this movie was obviously made with passion, I'm going to say. Um, and I don't mean romantic passion. This is like, you don't make a movie like this if you're not, like, um, if you don't care about knowing what's going to come from it. And granted, you can say that, know that, like, and I haven't, I don't think I've seen any of his other movies. Um, and it may be that he's somebody that likes controversy and likes, you know, what, what the blowback from that. But it feels like, no, like, you, you put yourself out there, you put your poor leading actress out there, knowing and be because you are confident in what you're doing mm-hmm. and it is a confident movie like i would say that about it like it it tells you what it's doing and it goes for it um i just hated it <laughs> I, and like morally i hated it i feel like it was yeah just so hateful of like a legacy of a of a human being but also of like women in general <laughs> like there are no good women in this movie also like it's not even like, Marilyn Monroe had friends. Like, I'm sure she had somebody she confided in. And, like, in this movie, no. Like, there's nobody. It's just the men she, that, you know, have sex with her. Like, it's it's just, it's all that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Okay. Sorry, sorry you had to deal with that. And I didn't mean to end on that note. I'm sorry there. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I watched it. That's over. That's done. So still have a few more of the best actresses to get through. Uh, I can't imagine anything is going to make me as angry as blonde. So, I I hope not <laughs> for yeah. for all of our sakes, right? Indeed, yeah. Um, all right, so that's everything. Did you have anything more? Uh, no, I, I've watched some un- unimpressive, uninteresting things okay. that are better left unspoken about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, let us announce what we are doing next time. Okay. So, like, we had been talking about... Do you want to say? Well, um, let me first preface it, and then I'll have you say it. So, we had been talking about, like, just doing more different episodes, right? Like, we, you know, we we obviously enjoy picking a movie and going through it. We like having guests. We like, you know, doing these catch-ups. We're like, I don't know, like, let's do something more creative, stuff we haven't done before. So, I have, like, a running spreadsheet, and one of the things was, like, let's do, like, take different, like, lists that we can do that are very specific and personal. So the first one we're going to do, Christine, what's it going to be? It is uh, five movies that scared us the most. Yeah. Not five favorite no. horror movies or five, but, but five that specifically terrified us. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that we get a wide range from like everywhere from 
20 years ago to two years ago. Yeah. I know. I have to think so hard about this. I'm so excited. I know. Like, I am too. Immediately, there were some that I was like, oh, well, obviously that, that, that. But I'm like, wait a minute. Like, let me, let me think more about this. And again, like, we're not saying our favorite movies. Like, we all know, like, Dawn of the Dead's my favorite movie. It didn't yep. scare me the most. It ain't going to be on this list. Yep. It's a different list. It's a, I think, and that makes it an interesting list because, like, I, I feel like at least I talk about the same horror movies same. a lot, yeah. like Jennifer's Body, but that's not, that right. didn't scare me when I saw it. Fright Night, uh, the Fright Night remake, 2011, mm-hmm. I believe, that didn't scare me when I, right. so, like, there's, there's other stuff to talk about, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Yay. it's, it's going to be a good time. So, um, yeah, and if anybody wants to, like, throw yours out there before, or, or like, guess what ours are going to be, uh, maybe oh, give us ideas. So you can remind me if there's something I've said. Well, I think that's the scariest movie, and I've forgotten it, so. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm going to crowdsource my list. You tell me. <laughs> I'm going to make a poll <laughs> on Instagram. Is that a thing you can do? I actually don't know if it's a thing you can do. Uh, I think you can still. I, you can I don't use it, but, yeah. Tweet me what my favorite <laughs> What, what my favorite scary movie? What scared me the most, you guys? Snapchat me. <laughs> Is that still a thing? Do people still snap? People, people do, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I watched some um, movie. I think it might have been Bit, where like a character says that, like, "Well, snap me," and I'm like, "Wait, is that a thing that people do?" Like, I've never heard that. They, they do some. I think there are groups of people that use it more than others, oh, and age okay. groups that use mm, it more than others. Got it, got it. And I think it might be falling out of favor, but yeah, it's hung on a lot longer okay. than I expected okay. it to. Right. <laughs> so, so I'll see if I can find a really scary Snapchat movie before our next episode, so that can there be my go. number four. <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, until we meet next, uh, that that's all I got. Yeah, uh, go watch the Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, do it. The, the right one. The, the real one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was, uh, that was a minute ten. I need some aspirin now. You need some aspirin now? You know, but it's much harder when you're swimming underwater. Really? It's harder when you're swimming underwater. That was a very interesting scene. See, I like Gene Hackman, but while we were shooting that picture, every time I had an emotional scene, he would come up and talk to me, and I figured that was kind of so when I came to that scene, uh-huh. uh, uh, you know, I thought he was trying to, you know, break my concentration, and I had to cry. But uh, probably he was just interested. But anyway, I got mad at him. So when I had to go through the uh, whatever I went through, and he's caught under the debris, and he's got a flashlight, I the the man from Chakusto said, "Don't worry about how long it's going to take. Just rub your nose it, and you're in trouble. I'll get you up through the hatch." So I took my time. I pushed some bodies out of the way, and I looked around for him. And then finally, I found him, and he looked at me like this. And finally, I picked up the debris, and I'm supposed to push him out. And you know, carry, I'm a mm-hmm. lifesaver, junior lifesaver. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to get. But he didn't wait for that. He just went out and went up the hatch and out. And when I got up there, he said, "You, you were trying to drown me." <laughs> I couldn't deny it. <laughs> you didn't have much of an excuse. No, but but we didn't talk to each other for about twenty years. But last well, uh, year, <laughs> okay. Last uh-huh. year he did a play, Death of a Maiden, on Broadway.